Welcome to the Shattering Black Male Stereotypes Empowerment Summit, where our intention is to empower black men to live extraordinary lives. We're now at day number 11 of the summit. And today, we're gonna to have a conversation about the importance of embracing technology. Today, we're gonna to have a conversation about two of the reasons I'm so optimistic about the future. There are two simple words which truly excites me and fuels my optimism. These two words wake me up in the morning and drive me during the day. They are a source of inspiration and possibilities. If you truly grasp the implications of these two words and understand fully how to take advantage of them, I can assure you nothing will be impossible for you. So what are the two words? Well, rest assured that they aren't money, they aren't sex, but I can assure you they are actually much more important than those two words. As a matter of fact, if you take advantage of these two words, you can have all the money and all the sex you want. So have I piqued your interest? Are you ready to learn what the two words are? Now I know the suspense is killing you right now, so here they are. The two words are information and technology. These two words are the great equalizers of our society. You see, information and technology do not discriminate. They don't care if you're black, white, young, old, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat. If you're willing to embrace these two words and utilize the benefits of them, you can become unstoppable. So today, we're gonna to have a conversation about some of the emerging technologies you should be aware of and how, can, how you can use them to live an extraordinary life. And today's summit is a little different. Instead of interviewing just one person, I'm joined by a group of amazing brothers who share my love of technology. And we're gonna be sharing some insights about emerging technologies and why it's important for you to know about them. So joining me today is Terrence Gaines, AKA Brother Tech. And we've got the black techies in the house, Dave Matthews, Dominic Bass, Herbert Seward. And so let's welcome these men to the Shattering Black Male Stereotypes Empowerment Summit. Good morning, brothers. How you doing? Hey, All right, good man. morning, man. All right, so let's let's begin with Brother Tech. Introduce yourself and tell the audience a little about what you do. Yo, this is uh, Terrence Gaines, uh, also known on the interwebs as Brother Tech. I am a basically a techie that's interested in technology. So uh, back in 2009, I started a blog by the name of Brother Tech because basically my wife got tired of me talking to her about technology. So she was like, you know what? Maybe you need to start a blog where you can talk about somebody else about technology. So that's how the blog was started. I talked about smart home technology way before smart home technology, Internet of Things was a thing. Uh, talked about consumer technology and that kind of blossomed into a brand to where I actually started to advise or consult people on how to use technology to their advantage, whether it be personally, whether it be business-wise, whether it be education. Um, I've always had a love for Apple ever since Verizon finally, after all those years, finally started to carry the iPhone. Once I got the iPhone, I was hooked. So I actually, my brand kind of shifted from technology in general to just more uh, using Mac, Apple, iPhone, iPad to boost productivity, to uh, help organize your family, and to make some money. So now my brand has went from just a blog talking about technology, advising people on technology to actually a full-scale Mac IT business to where I support Mac-based businesses with all their technology needs to help them run their business. Nice, nice. All right, Brother Dave Matthews, what about you? All right, well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, once again, my name is David Matthews. Um, the boring part of my life is I do IT for, for Uncle Sam. The exciting part of my uh, life is that, <laughs> uh, so I actually do a lot of uh, tech things, I guess, on the side. Uh, primarily, I write for a tech blog called TechSpot. And so I'm a, um, a contributing writer there. So you might see, if you go to techspot.com, you'll see a few articles written by me. Uh, also, as far as uh, the black techies, as we kind of started with me, because I, I, I originally had a blog, my own blog called Short Black and Techie, uh, I'm actually, I was kind of like Terrence, where, you know, my wife was like, why don't you just start a blog? So I started a blog. 
uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't as, it didn't blow up like, you know, like I thought it would. And so I, I kind of put it out on Facebook. Hey, would anyone like to, to join in and, and kind of make this, uh, make a podcast? And so I put it out there and uh, I, fortunately, you know, a bunch of other like-minded uh, people uh, uh, answered the call. And now here we are, we, we uh, are the Black Techies. We have a podcast and a YouTube channel. And from there, we can kind of show people that, you know, black folks, we're, we're not just about, you know, sports or, or uh, music, you know, hip hop, all that. It's not just that, you know, we very multifaceted. And it's okay to be black and a techie at the same time. It's okay to be black and a nerd at the same time. So that way we can kind of get it out there and allow people to see, oh, there are other people who look like me who like with the things that I like. So let me see if I can follow them and, and kind of make this whole black techie community. So that's nice. Nice. And that's, that's the reason we're having this summit because we've been put in this box by society that says as black folk, we only supposed to do certain things, but we want to blow up that conversation and let everyone know that we are techies. I like the term geek. I, I, I think that's a positive thing. I'm a tech geek. I just love anything technology. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm so glad to have you guys on today. So Dominique, your turn. Uh, my name is Dominique Bass. Uh, the day job is I sell cell phones for Sprint. I don't really sell them anymore, but uh, that's the company I work for. Um, I, I live and breathe technology. Uh, I'm a huge gamer play everything from Madden to Dragon Age to, you know, League of Legends on the PC. Xbox is my platform because uh, I'm a real gamer. Uh, so the, uh, the I, like, like Dave said, we're part of the, the Black Techies. Uh, I was glad I've been, I'd been, I'd recently gotten addicted to podcasts uh, because I was listening to what sounded like the same music over and over and over and over again. And I was just getting bored, but I needed something in my daily commute and somebody put me on the brilliant idiots. And uh, all of a sudden I'm switching from brilliant idiots to pod save America to, and I'm like, there's no space really. We don't have a space. I'm not aware of a space anyway for, you know, young black tech, just people tech minded like the verge. Uh, you know, I got it. I started listening to them. I get a lot of my information from those guys. And so, uh, that that was when Dave put it out there. I was like, "Yep, let's do it. Let's do it." I've been all about it ever since. Nice, nice. All right, Mr. Herbert. Last but not least, what you got? First, thank you for having me on this panel. Uh, my name is Herbert Seward, and um, along with my fellow techies, um, you know, we I kind of came, you know, into technology uh, through the service of the United States government. First, as a veteran as an information technology specialist for the United States Navy, um, you know, after school, and then uh, contracting and working for, you know, in various facets for the, US, for the U.S. government, whether it's for Department of Defense or uh, civilian agencies. And um, we kind of uh, got to become uh, black techies. Uh, Dave, you know, mentioned that he put out the call <laughs> You know, we kind of, all of us are kind of, you know, black techies, we're HBCU, you know, we have a, um, so we, um, so, you know, that's kind of how we came to issue. And, uh, you know, like I said, like Dave, you know, we, you know, I work for the government as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty much, you know, I fell in love with technology from the time that, you know, I got into the military because, uh, you know, I got a chance to get my hands on a lot of things and see a lot of technology develop over a, a long period of time. So, um, much like Dominique, I'm a gamer. You know, uh, yeah, Blue Xbox, PlayStation. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think technology in general is just a, it's a gateway that we really, um, that black folks really, you know, are kind of missing the boat on. It's just, you know, there's so many opportunities for us, you know, to, you know, in terms of development, in terms of social and, you know, and economic development that, uh, you know, we really, you know, it's definitely a vehicle for us to get rid of a lot of the perceptions and stereotypes that we normally have to deal with. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why, you know, at the beginning, when I said information and technology do not discriminate, 
So those of us who are willing to embrace it, uh, there's unlimited opportunities. Now, I am curious though, if I could, uh, what are your ages? I'm, I'm just curious. Her, her, how, are you? how old are you? <laughs> you really don't do that, man. I am. <laughs> well, I am 45. Okay, and Dave? I am 32. Okay, Dominique? 32. Okay, and Mr. Brother Tech? Um, I turned 40 January 1st this year. All right, hey, I'm on the 4th. Yeah, okay, Capricorns. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still the old dude in the group, 57, so just, I'm just curious. And that Melanie, man, Black Dog Crack, I wouldn't have put 57 on right. you. Right, I wouldn't have, nah, bro. Like, <laughs> at least, you know, maybe up to 30. I was going to say 45, man. 40, 40, 40, <laughs> I was going to say like 39 or something. <laughs> there you go. All right, so before we get into our conversation, I wanted to get your response to this question. There are some people who are filled with fear and pessimism about the future, while others are filled with excitement and optimism. So where do you fall on the spectrum between optimism and pessimism for the future in general? Let's start with you, Brother Tech. Well, for the future in general, um, you got to, uh, like some, some, what I always say, you got to accentuate the positive. So, you know, of course, all the stuff is going on in the news as it relates to specifically with politics, specifically with race relations, specifically with, you know, um, you know, uh, women's uh, issues that are popping up as recently, you know, it's easy to say, you know, uh, what's the world coming to, you know, why, why, you know, let me just stay in my hole. Let me not be active. Let me not, you know, speak out. Let me not use my voice. Let me not, you know, let me just stay in my corner to make sure to my, me and myself and my family is taken care of. But like I said before, in the beginning, uh, I like to accentuate the positive. Uh, and that's what I use technology for is a means to, to actually advance and excel in some of the places, like you mentioned earlier in the conversation to where we are, are not always privy to, to where we are not always have access to. I think with, especially with mobile technology, um, I think that ability to be able to open up a whole nother world of access, education, and money, making money via a iPhone, via an Android device, I think is a great way to take that, uh, those negative images, those negative uh, subjects that are going on, actually utilize technology to actually um, uh, make your voice heard. Now, social media, everybody says, oh, you know, social media is the worst. You know, I've made tons of connections on social media. I've made tons of money on social media. And I know a lot of YouTubers, a lot of black YouTubers, like for instance, Marcus Brownlee, like your average consumer, like Soldier Knows Best, some of those guys have used technology, have used social media to open up avenues to where I think there's a lot of positive going on. So to answer your question, what side am I on? I'm more, more on the uh, optimistic side because technology is more accessible to where we can actually have a larger platform to where that stuff wasn't, that actually kept us down because we were always behind. So like I said, I'm on the positive side. Like I said, I use technology to uh, advocate for people to actually be more positive, be more optimistic about their abilities versus worrying about some things that may or may not be out of their control. Nice. Dave, where are you at on the spectrum? I would say I would probably lean more towards the optimistic side. And I say that because I kind of echo uh, what Terrence said that because of technology, because of platforms such as you know Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, now you have all these avenues where people can go and find information and find other people who think like them, who, who look like them. And now all of a sudden, we don't have to be siloed into these echo chambers. Now we can kind of expand and say, oh, okay, well, here's this guy who has these views or has this channel or has this content. Let me look at that. Oh, let me look at this content of this, this, this dude over here. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up, uh, um, uh, Marquez Brownlee or MKBHD as he's widely known. Uh, you have, a, you know, people like them where uh, they use their platform to get to not technology out there, but it's not necessarily about just the technology. It's the fact that you see a lot of uh, young uh, black men, black men, not even just uh, uh, just men in, in period, black, black men, even black women. There's a, a uh, I'll, I'll highlight two channels. One is called the Tech Couple. Shout out to the Tech Couple. I know what I know them personally. Um, it's a black couple, and they have a, their own YouTube channel. Uh, and so, if we're trying to uh, talk about raising up the black community, if we're trying to talk about uh, trying to highlight black love and showing how 
a man, a black man and a black woman can have a, a positive uh, marriage and a positive relationship, I'm going to point them to the tech couple because they have beautiful children and they're doing this tech thing together and they're showing the world like uh, Barack Obama and Michelle that it's okay that, you know, we do exist. Positive black male stereotype or not stereotype, positive black males do exist. So I like, uh, so I feel positive in the sense that there's now this avenue where, you know, people can go out and make their own stuff. They can go out and do their own thing and not depend on other people for that, for that uh, outreach, for that uh, visibility. So, yeah. Nice. Dominique. Yeah. Also positive, man. Uh, not just the revenue streams, but the, what, in my opinion, the most important, the most powerful thing on this planet is information. And uh, with it, we can be empowered with it. We can't, we can no longer be enslaved. Uh, the whole purpose, the whole way that, that we were enslaved and kept enslaved was that they kept us from, from knowledge. You know, once you're, once you're made aware of things, you can no longer be, you know, shackled. And so the fact that anybody, and there's nobody who can't afford a smartphone now, you know, no matter how low on the poverty line you are, you can afford a smartphone and you can afford some semblance of a plan and there's free Wi-Fi at McDonald's. So if you want to, to read, like when I was, a, when I was young, I was fortunate. I, ha I came from a family of educators that were, you know, middle class, strong, secure middle class. Uh, we had encyclopedias in the house. You know, this is before the internet. I'm a little older than the internet. Uh, but <laughs> the, the, when I needed to learn something, I could go learn it but everybody didn't have that ability. And so I think that because of that, uh, our natural re reaction to that, those kinds of things is to shun it. You know, I can't get it, so it doesn't matter. It's not important. And then we learned as a, as a community that knowledge isn't what's strong. Strength is what's important, physical strength, because we have that naturally. Uh, you know, We'll, we'll channel our energies more towards athletic avenues and more towards monetary avenues, not only is that the natural thing to do when you don't have information, but it's also what the media tells us we're good at, you know, and we don't very often see very many, um, positive, uh, we before the internet, you know, before all these YouTube channels, before these people could put themselves on, we, we, we weren't fed by Hollywood. We weren't fed positive. You know, when you see a black person on TV, you don't see them as the it guy. You see them as the slacker. You see them as the thug. You see them as the gangster. You don't see them as the doctor. You don't see them as the engineer. Or the so, comedic relief. Right. That's it. That's all we are. We're gonna be. We're gonna be comedy relief, or we're gonna be some some deviant. Right. And so now that we're able to put ourselves on, now that not now that we have knowledge, we're armed with information. Now we can go to them and say, "Listen, man, we're this percent of the population. We're not all this." Here's the stats. You have to put us on. You have to put us on the television. We also are be, are able to uh, collectively uh, uh, put ourselves together. We're able to organize now more. Or, you know, I don't think that the world, the reason I'm more optimistic is because I don't think the world is worse off than it was 20, 30 years ago. I think it's better. I think we see more bad stuff now because we just see more stuff now. You Got know it. what I mean? So we wouldn't know about a rapist in Oklahoma if you lived in Texas, you wouldn't know about that 20, 30 years ago. You know, you all, you know about everything right now. You know about everything that happens all over the world because information has made the world so much smaller. You know? And so, I, you know, I, I think it's always going to be a positive. We're only getting better. Got it. Got it. All right, Brother Herb. Well, I think, um, I think Dominique touched on it. And, um, you know, information is a key word here. Um, information, control of it, how we utilize it, you know, and, uh, you know, how we inspire others by the use of it. Uh, that is, you know, I think that's the most positive outcome of our involvement with technology, um, whether that's learning about past history, past information, whether, the, whether, whether it's taking lessons from that information and applying it to new things, new concepts you know, new ideas about people, society, you know, anything that you can think of. You know, information is like the perfect kind of clay in order to, you know, you can mold it to anything that you want and you can apply it to pretty much anything to accomplish almost anything. And technology is a perfect medium for that. 
yeah. and that's something that is, um, you know, in the frame of this conversation, that's something that we, you know, as black men who are involved on the forefront of technology, you know, it's an opportunity we have to have to work with that clay every day and to learn about it and to really be able to, you know, expand our horizons and the horizons of other people, you know, in terms of being able to actually see where our access to these things go. Um, I've got a five-year-old who's been, you know, busily trying to get in on this meeting. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, personally, I'm in a, you know, you know, I'm in the technology field for her because, you know, what I learn and what I pass along is of utmost importance to her and her survival and her ability to flourish in the, in the world that's going to be here when she grows up you know, and her, you know, offspring and so on and so, so forth. So, you know, I see it as a positive, but I also see that we have a lot of work to do because, you know, we as people, as folks that are really engaged and really attached to technology, you know, we can't miss the opportunity to pass that information along yeah. to get people that aren't necessarily up to our level you know, as it pertains to fear or interest in technology, you know, I mean, it's a very, we're, we're ambassadors, you know, that's the way I feel. And, you know, in order for, you know, particularly as black folk, in order for us to really be able to kind of open the doorway, you know, to, to a lot of other black folks, you know, to get into technology, even in their day-to-day -day lives and really understand how important a component it's become you know, we got to continue to fight that fight. Yeah. And so if, if you look at the conversation that we're having now, the whole summit is based around shattering stereotypes. And just in this conversation alone, that's exactly what we're doing. So here you've got five brothers that are talking about technology, and we're going to be talking about ways we can apply technology to improve our lives. But that's the whole purpose of this summit, to expose, first of all, us, <laughs> to ourselves and giving access to people that may not even know we're out there because we've always been out there. We just haven't had the access to it. So that's the beauty of technology. It now gives us access. And my judgment is we cannot be held back because of technology. That's, that, that's, that's my two cents worth. So with that being said, we're going to have a conversation just about some of the emerging technologies that are happening out there. And I want to give a, a quick story about, the power of technology and why I get so excited about it. A couple of years ago, I was learning how to do video and I wanted to learn how to do green screen. And so I signed up for a class and the class was $150. Well, I thought that was great. 150 bucks. I get to learn how to do green screen and boom, that was part of my business. Well, you know, I decided to go to YouTube and I typed in a search for green screen. And you know, I had two 15-year-old kids teach me how to do green screen on YouTube for free. <laughs> now, now, think about the implications of this. I was going to take a class for 150 bucks, which, again, that's a small amount of money. But the point here is by utilizing technology, look what I say. The question becomes, how many of us are willing to engage and invest in technology so we can use that to our advantage. And that's what this whole conversation is about. How do we use technology to our advantage to live extraordinary lives? So I want to begin, first of all, with a technology that I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about. And that is the internet. <laughs> what we were just talking about in terms of black people in general. For me, when I think about the civil rights movement and what they were fighting for. I say it's only one word, and that word is access. They were fighting for access to information. Because think about it, there was a time when it was against the law to teach black people how to read. Think about this now. We did not have access. So now that we have access, how many of us are using the internet, and we're talking specifically about the internet right now, 
to improve our lives, but at the same time, share our gifts and talents with others to make sure that they can improve their lives. So I'm a coach, motivational speaker, author, something that I'm really passionate about. The beauty of the internet is that it gives me the opportunity now. I've got clients around the globe. Last time I checked, I think it was 17 different countries that people listen to my podcast, buy my books. That wouldn't have been possible 50 years ago. So just from your perspective, how important is simply accessing the internet? What, what just, just your opinion. Uh, Brother Tech, let's start with you. <laughs> uh, well, to, to answer your question, and people are probably already know that the answer is access is extremely important because without that access, you don't have the, um, the avenue to figure out what people out there are doing, what people like you are doing, what your competitors are doing, to better find a lane to express yourself, to better find a avenue or a niche to actually use the information that's already in your head because we already know we're talented. talented. We already know we're smart. We already know we're business savvy. But without that access to information to see what's out there, what people are doing, what's popular, what's not popular, to, to, to take that information and say, okay, now that I have these different pieces, how can I then use that, add it to my skills, my abilities, and then turn that into something, whether it be just to share your information or like, you know, what most of us are going back to, how to profit. Because there are people out there that have been profiting off of the internet and off of that access for years, for decades, we are starting to, for the past 20 years or so, are starting to get that access. Now we need to take it a step further and say, how do I use that access? And But without that initial being able to see what's out there, being able to, to, to scan the landscape, uh, have you, and actually see, okay, this is what's working. This is how I can contribute. We need that access, but then after that, we need that ability to capitalize. So I guess first is access, then you can capitalize. All right, Herb, what you got? Well, Internet. I think, um, and I think Terrence, again, kind of touched on it. Access is everything. Uh, when it comes to the internet, access is everything. It's a gateway. You know, whether it's information, whether it's economic, you know, health, whether it's personal health, whether it's knowledge, it's a gate. And the access to it is everything. If mm. you really think about it, I know we as the Black Techies, um, we had a podcast a couple of months ago of touching on um, net neutrality. And essentially, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with it, net neutrality has been one of the biggest talking points of a lot of people in technology as it pertains to this administration and as it pertains to access in general, because, you know, with the recent judgment with net neutrality going bye-bye, going away to Dodo, you know, there aren't any restraints from companies in this country preventing access or, you know, slowing it down, <laughs> slowing down or giving access with price. Access in general to the internet, um, you know, from a global perspective is, you know, it's everything. You go to countries like Myanmar or countries, you know, other closed societies around the globe where access to the internet is limited or non-existent. And you already see what kind of societies those are. Okay. You see what kind of opportunities their citizens have or lack thereof in terms of not just, you know, flourishing as people economically, but even just living. So, you know, that that one specific point in terms of the internet, you know, is a key for everything else. You can't profit, you can't, you know, learn, you can't, you know, take do a lot of things that we take for granted with our access to the internet without access. And yep. that's something that is very, very, it's everything, you know, it's very important. So um, that's kind of where I see, you know, the internet in general is that- there's a continuous fight going on in certain places across the globe, including here in the United States, as it pertains to access, 
who has the best access and who doesn't. And that's something that, um, you know, as folks that are really engaged in technology, we really need to keep an eye. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, what you got? Uh, like they said, access is everything, but I will say <laughs> there, there's uh, pros and cons to that. I mean, with the advent of the internet, now everyone's an expert on everything, right? And so now everyone's allowed to voice their opinion, valid or not, <laughs> on any subject they want. Now, I, I say that with, with a caveat. Um, I, and personally, I believe that the best way to understand someone is just to simply talk, talk to them, form relationships, and get to know that person and what they believe. You don't have to agree with them. No, no one is, there's no requirement that you agree with the person that you're talking to. Me and Herb have, would probably have uh, striking disagreements when it comes to religion. But you know what? That's okay because I can talk to him. I can say, I, res I understand what you're saying. I understand your points. You made some very valid points. This is why I disagree. And so now with the internet, I can see different viewpoints. Uh, but at the same time, especially on social media, the internet has also allowed these echo chambers where uh, I only hear what, what I want to hear. And, but, and if I hear anything contrary to that, well, they're evil. And so it's, <laughs> so it's to me, the, the internet and access in general, it, can, it comes with, uh, it comes with these pros and cons, but I guess that's, that's kind of what you get when you open access to everyone. So it, uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's just the result of opening the, the internet to everyone. But at the same time, it, that access allows us to reach out and, and uh, I want to say reach out and touch, <laughs> reach out and, and uh, get to people or uh, get to people who might not, see us regularly uh so i i on the whole the internet is excellent without it we wouldn't have many of the things that we have now so nice dominique what you got yeah man like they said access is everything i i believe like like with your story with the green screen 150 dollars isn't a lot to you but a young a young person with the idea of uh of, of filming a short film that $150 is a barrier he can't cross, right? right. Uh, if, if you, I, I believe that the internet and the, this uh, wealth of knowledge, uh, although it does come with, like Dave said, everybody, everybody thinks they know everything and, and, and with all these fancy algorithms to uh, elicit a positive response from you, you know, they keep showing you the things that they think you want to see. And so if I think that the earth is flat and I keep liking flat earth posts, then for some, some, somehow, some way, all these flat earth posts keep ending up in my timeline. And of course I'm right. Cause there's 50,000 people that agree with me. You know what I mean? And so it, it kind of, the, the echo chamber is dangerous. That's how, uh, you know, the Russians were able to tamper with our election uh, because we don't, we don't just have a general, like back in the day, Dan Rather was the truth. You know what I mean? We just knew that if you turned on the news on Sunday night, whatever he said was going to be <laughs> fact-checked and true. Now, of course, they made mistakes because they're human, right? But now I can just go online right now and share a story that Beyonce is cheating on Jay with 21 Savage. And if I put the story on at the right time and Photoshop a picture, there's most people ain't going to believe it but there's going to be some that do. And then it's going to be a story told at work. You know what I mean? And so that it's a little dangerous with the, uh, with that. But like I said, the barriers that are removed with information are immense. And the fact that I can right now, if I don't have any money and my car breaks, I can go on YouTube and figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can figure it out. If you want to learn how to do anything under this sun, you can go on YouTube and figure it out. Even hard, like hard math, things that were just like, it was just a dead stop. If I wanted a computer, you know, I used to have to have a computer to do the things that I can do for my phone now. And a computer used to be uh, an expense that only wealthy or middle to upper class families could afford. Well, now we got families in our, we got computers in our pockets. You know what I mean? And so I, I think the access is, it's only, it's making the world smaller, which is a good thing because I, I believe exposure uh, to different cultures 
only is will only help us be more tolerant. And as you know, as we as this this uh, group of of aging uh, Confederates and 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 racists as they <laughs> die out, right? Their kids will, will be more tolerant. They probably won't be uh, star citizens, right? But they'll be more tolerant, right? They they don't really like us. But that LeBron James dude is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Just that one little wink, and then their kids will be a little better, and their kids will be a little better. You know, I got a three-month-old, and I'm hopeful that she won't have to experience some of the things that I experienced. She might experience some of them, but there will be some that she doesn't just because the world is a closer place. You know what I mean? Nice. Now, so here's the the final summary on the Internet. The Internet is a double-edged sword. It all depends on how you choose to use it. So as you're listening to our conversation today, I want you to think about this. You can use it for good or you can use it for bad. There are a lot of people who waste a lot of time, social media, doing absolutely nothing, not taking advantage of the access that's available. The question becomes, what about you? I'm a huge proponent of being 100% responsible for your life. So if you're committed to living an extraordinary one, the question becomes, how are you going to use this amazing thing called the internet? It's all up to you. You get to choose. So next thing I want to talk about, this is something that excites me a lot. Autonomous self-driving cars. Mm. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but every major car manufacturer right now is working on an electric version of a car. And most of them have self-driving technology. There are some people who are predicting that within the next 25 years, you're going to have just autonomous cars everywhere. They're going to be pretty ubiquitous everywhere. So just from your perspective, what do you think about an autonomous car? Or would you be comfortable with a car pulling up to your house with nobody in it to pick you up to take you to an event because it's happening already whether you realize it or not so let's talk a little bit about autonomous cars and autonomous tech and i'm gonna start with you dominique what's your what's your thought on that listen uh the way i am with new technology that has my life in its hands is i ain't gonna be the first one to use it and, and you know what, to be honest, the way technology works, early adopters pay a price that I'm probably not going to pay as long as I got a working right foot and a car that works. Uh, so it, it's not something that I'll have to deal with until I know it's safe anyway. Uh, you know, just like when when they start, when we start taking uh, civilian trips to the moon and to Mars and stuff, I won't be on the first ship, you know, but once it's about number 50, just like the first few airplanes, everybody was nervous. There was a few people that got on that was nervous, and it landed, and then you you didn't get on the second one either. But after that third or fourth one, you're like, all right, this is probably good. We'll just go ahead and get on. So once there, if it didn't just take off from a mile down the road, if, it, if the car left from 15, 20 miles away and came up to my house, then I have to assume that it's, a, uh, it's working, right? And I get in the car, and then I can get work done while I'm going to work or, or, get, or you know, wind down or meditate or whatever. And then I don't have to worry about the standstill traffic that, that grazes my blood pressure and has me uh, calling God's children things other than what they are, uh, you know, because I'm not pleasant in traffic uh, at all. And so it, it'll let you, you know, it'll let you just get your mind off of that. And, I, you know, it's, it's coming whether we like it or not. Uh, we, we, it's an expense, I think, that everybody's ready to get rid of anyway. And, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Herb, <laughs> what you got? What do you think? Well, um, I think from the technology itself, it's, I mean, it's already here and it's promising. But a lot of times when we talk about technology and its impact on everyday life, we stop at the technology and we don't necessarily, you know, talk about the infrastructure that is supposed to be there to support it. So, one of the things when we talk about you know driverless cars and this technology is you know the infrastructure around it which is our highways you know the people that are we that we're going to be tasked with actually designing you know our future highways to support this technology so as of right now yeah i think it's great but 
<laughs> and here's the, here's the but. We still have a lot of, you know, a lot of the majority of our technology that is on the highways now is that of the gas burning variety. And, you know, subject to human control and error, you know, it's like the cars. And I think a lot of that, you know, it's a technology that we're going to have to ease into, even though the technology is already here and we're already seeing it being deployed in special and controlled environments. You know, I, I kind of shudder to think, you know, how, you know, a car dealership or a government or city government is going to kind of deal with, you know, autonomous vehicles being released in mass during a rush hour where you still have, you know, a ton of human human drivers components that are like, okay, what the heck are these autonomous cars doing? Why are they holding traffic? Blah, blah, blah. Especially in, you know, in more urban environments like, let's say, New York City or Washington, D.C., where we are at, or in Atlanta, or any place where there's a lot of congestion in general. So, you know, the technology is great, but at the same time, you know, you're going to have to have engineers, you're going to have to have a lot of civic planning to really accommodate and to implement these types of vehicles on a large scale. So yeah. that's something that um, that kind of seems to get lost in translation when we start talking about having this conversation about vehicles and, and the excitement that we're experiencing by seeing, oh man, car parks itself. But yeah, at the same time, you know, the, the evolution of that is going to mean that, okay, well, there's still going to be user error and human error involved, whether it's autonomous or not. And that's something that has to be planned for. Got it. All right, Dave, what you got? All right. So I went to grad school in, in North Carolina, A&T, and my, uh, got my master's in com uh, computer science. My uh, focus was on information security. And so the techie side of me loves it. I, you know, I would love to just call up an Uber and just go wherever I want. And you don't have to worry about, you know, drivers or anything uh, about that. But a few years ago, I went to a conference called Black Hat and DEF CON. And those are basically computer security conferences. DEF CON is actually a hacker conference. It's not, it's not no, those are, that's a hacker conference. Don't bring your phone to DEF CON. Uh, it will get hacked. So, uh, and so they showed off being able to remotely control, I think it was a Jeep or Chrysler, something like that. And so I saw that and then I see the, this advent of autonomous vehicles and I'm like, uh-oh. If they don't build security directly into this infrastructure that Herb was talking about, when you're building something like this, security has to be on the forefront. You have to prevent some kind of, uh, or, or as much as possible, plug any vulnerabilities within that system. Any, pro, any network protocol you use to allow the cars to talk to each other, that has to be some kind of fault tolerant. <laughs> and so, like Herb said, if that's not in place, I don't know how comfortable people are going to be. You're, you'll always have those early adopters. You know, you're always going to have the people that love that new technology that want to jump in. Oh, you mean I, I can have a car that just I can just tell it to take me to work and it will just take me there? Yeah, let's do it. Then you'll have those people that are like, nope. You know what? I like driving stick shift. I'm going to drive my own car because I trust me. I don't want to trust the computer. I trust me. So. <laughs> I'm of two minds of it. I, I, I like the concept and I hope that it, it gets to that point where we get to a, a world where you don't necessarily just drive yourself. You just order up a car and just take you somewhere. It's like 10 bucks and there you go. You don't have to worry about gas. Now on, this, on the other side, the security conscious David is like, someone's going to hack that thing and we're going to end up like uh, 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 live free or die hard. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I robot you're right yeah there you go I, oh see <laughs> all right terrence what you got uh just wanted to piggyback off of what something dominique said it towards the end uh it's coming whether you like it or not right uh autonomous electric vehicles and then farther off into the future autonomous vehicles that's like in my opinion, that's like the great arms race of our time uh, with the popularity of Tesla, with the um, demand that consumers have for electric vehicles to, you know, um, 
be more responsible as it relates to, you know, the toxic gases and to be more economic as far as electric vehicles, you know, gas consumption, you know, that sort of thing. The demand is there. The, the, the technology is there, like all the gentlemen mentioned, you know, so like I said, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's coming whether we like it or not. So to reiterate what Dave said, you know, the, the security has to be there, but then uh, going back to this whole conversation, the whole point of this message is where are the possibilities? Where are the advantages? Where are the opportunities for African-Americans, for black folks with this access to technology, with the knowledge that we have, with the skills and the talents? How can we use that to our advantage? So if you take into account the technology is coming, whether we like it or not, take into account the demand is there, the opportunities for advancements in security, the advancements in you know, mobile app development to actually be the control for these autonomous vehicles, the opportunities are there. So I guess it goes back to the question to me, well, personally, I like to drive too much. So I'd like to drive so much. So I don't have a problem with commuting. I like to drive. So it'll be a while for me before I actually let somebody, you know, drive for me. But uh, outside of that, you know, um, with our access to technology, I think we need to be looking in addition to, oh, that's cool. You know, I'll be able to uh, hail a, a cab or hail an Uber and uh, take it to where I need to go and don't have to worry about, you know, all these other things that autonomous electronic uh, electric vehicles, you know, get rid of. How can I take advantage of that? You know, what what skills and talents do I have that I can contribute to and take advantage of electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles? So that, you know, where my mind is working is, okay, well, how can I more than just consume? You know, how can I actually capitalize? How can I actually create? How can I actually use that to my advantage? And, and that's that's the primary point that I want to make here. How many of us are willing to make the investments in companies that allow us to be a part of that upcoming technology? Because we, <clears throat> when I think about technology and, and, and computers and so forth, because of, again, I'm an optimist. That's just how I view the world. I'm an, as an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking, hmm, how can I capitalize on this new thing, whatever that is? So I guess my, my question to the viewers is, we're talking about technology, we're talking about access, but the question is, how many of us are willing to learn the technology and create businesses of some sort that allow us to play or be players in the game? See, because I'm a huge fan of Elon Musk, okay? And again, I don't, I don't get caught up into what color he is, where he's from. The man is just brilliant to me. And so when I'm reading his stuff, I'm thinking, how can I be a part of that somehow? One of my goals, one of my dreams is to be a billionaire, okay? I have a, a fake <clears throat> a Fortune magazine cover with my face that I have in my office. And it's like, you know, you hear people talk about vision boards. Well, one of my visions is to one day be a billionaire. And so I'm building this dream, this idea based on education. I'm going to disrupt educational system in this country. And you'll hear about more about that later. But my point here, especially as men of color, how many of us are creating visions for our lives to move forward? And how can we support, collaborate, come together to do that. Well, that's why I put together this summit. Because now I'm exposing a few men that are doing some amazing things. You're gonna see links below where you can contact each of these men if you have specific questions or you wanna ask them about their, their businesses and services. But as we're winding down, because time flies when you're having fun, I'm just noticing it's already 10 o'clock. So I, I wanna summarize this conversation because we haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> of what's out there. So guys, we're going to have to do a part two, mm -hmm. but for the viewers right now, as we wind down this section of this session of the summit, the internet technology and information, I believe are the keys to your success. I don't care what you want to accomplish. You have access to it. Now, if you want to learn about your health, go to YouTube, internet. You can, I mean, there's nothing you can't learn through technology. So 
as we wind down the summit, I've talked a lot about the stereotypes of black men in this country. And I've, I've broken them, what I call the 10 most destructive ones down. This session on technology was kind of a bonus because it's outside of the 10 stereotypes. But this is probably the most, this can have the most impact on us as a community, information and technology. So how we use it is up to us. And using technology and information to live your dreams, to be inspired to do what you're put on this planet to do is what this is all about. So I want to close by giving each of you men an opportunity just to kind of your final thoughts on technology as a whole and any other words of encouragement that you want to share with the viewers about how to embrace technology. So let's start with you, Herb. Well, um, I guess the first thing that I would say is that technology, um, whether it's the internet, whether it's, you know, knowledge of programming, you know, whatever facet of technology you may be passionate about, it's a tool. It's a tool, you know, to, to get to a specific place where you would like to get to. And for black folks, it's a readily available tool, you know, as long as we're committed to, you know, getting there. Just like the book is a tool, you know, uh, the pen is a tool, you know, to write, to be able to communicate ideas. Technology is also a tool to be able to communicate ideas, to share knowledge, and to provide a platform for people to advance. And in terms of black folks, it's a very, it's a tool that's readily available, whether it's the internet, whether it's the ability to do podcasts and communicate your information, whether it's telecommunication, whether it's engineering, you know, whether it's programming, it's, you know, having the chops to be able to do that type of work and to engage in that type of thought process opens doors to, you know, a way of thinking that a lot of folks you know, in the past, what really had, you know, had access to. And um, a lot of things we've touched on today, you know, access is a big deal. It's, again, I, you know, not to really de-emphasize everything else, but it's everything. Whether it's, you know, getting into a career in technology, whether it's access to the type of information that you need to get to to, to advance and succeed. Um, it's a very important thing to be able to utilize that access once you get it and to be able to not only maximize it for your own benefit, but to maximize it for others in terms of being able to pull others up and be able to share the knowledge that you accumulate and you apply. So um, I think that's a very, very important aspect of this conversation that we've had today. Uh, you know, I, I look at the panel and, you know, I see four other men that have just really, really great thought processes about everything. You know, I know Dave, you know, fellow hacker, security dude. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, we're always thinking about technology and always thinking about how it's going to benefit us, how it's going to hurt us, you know, and everything else in between. That's part of what the Black Techies is all about. So uh, that's kind of what you know, I see in terms of technology and where, you know, and where we need to go. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Dominique, what you got? So, uh, <clears throat> I, I appreciate you for having us on, by the way. Um, the, I, I, I'm, I'm taking some stuff away from this. I hope everybody else is. I have a sign off that I do every week on our podcast. Uh, and I'm going to do it on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, the thing is, uh, I want everybody to have a great week and be blessed. Uh, I want everybody to take solace in the fact that by the time anybody hears or sees this, that that dude might not be your president. So that's the that should be the most uh, encouraging thing that we can say. Also, in hell, Wakanda. You know? <laughs> All right. All right. You clear? I'm clear. All right. Dave, what you got? <laughs> See, I can't follow that. No. Uh, so what I would say is we live in this world where 
you the internet has basically given you access to anything you want to do if you want to uh, whatever you're interested in, if you're interested in showing people how to do hair, do it. Do you know how many YouTube channels there are uh, of, of women and men just showing you how to do things? Like you, uh, Michael just said, he fit two 15-year-old uh, boys taught him how to do green screen. 15-year-old. So don't let anything be a barrier to what you want to do. Uh, I, would, I would also point out that uh, if I can do a plug for hashtag HBCUs uh, <laughs> <laughs> that if you know people or if you're interested in technology at all, there are plenty of schools, Tennessee State, North Carolina A&T, <laughs> Alabama State. Uh, there are people, <laughs> there, there are institutions that are willing to, to teach you for a lower cost than what other schools are doing. So if you're interested in doing that, by all means, research. Uh, and in fact, even if you don't want formal education, there are a lot of low cost uh, websites out there. There's one that I personally use called um, Udemy.com. I use that, it's like $10. You can learn how to basically do anything in the tech community, <laughs> in the tech world. Uh, so. That's all. I, I, I'll leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Saying that, if if you're interested in technology, do it. There, there's nothing that's preventing you from doing that. If you in the hood, get you a fifteen dollar Android phone and and make a YouTube account. There you go. There, there's nothing you can. There's nothing now, anyways, that is preventing you from doing what you need to do. So that's 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 what I'll say. All right, Dave, brother Tech. I wish I would have went on before Dave because he took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so I'll try to summarize it. Find your niche. Figure out what you're interested in. Figure out what drives you. Figure out what gets you up in the morning. Figure out what keeps you up late at night. Figure out those things that, you know, you could talk about on a podcast. You can talk about on a YouTube video. Find out that thing that is your interest, find out your passion, find out your niche, and then utilize technology as a tool to research, find out, use technology to figure out how, again, how to share that knowledge, how to become a subject matter expert. And then like I said, finally use that technology on how to capitalize and how to uh, participate and how to be a part of the conversation. And also, like I said, how to make you some coin, make you some money at the same time. Like all these uh, brothers mentioned, the access is out there. Uh, like we all know, we know people or we are one or two or three degrees separated from somebody who is currently making hundreds, thousands, if not millions of dollars on the internet. So we know technology is that bridge. Before you just go jump out the window and decide, whatever, I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. And more importantly, like I said, find your niche, find something that you're interested in because that's going to be your drive to take those classes. Like David said, it's going to, um, it's going to be your drive to stay up at night and watch those videos, you know, to where you could be sleep, whatever the case may be. It's going to be your drive to where you're on the weekend at, you know, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at morning sitting on a podcast where, you know, you could be doing something else, right? You, that niche that you're why, Find out your why and then utilize your technology to be a part of the conversation, to capitalize, to participate, and to get paid. There you go. There you go. Well, I just want to say that you men epitomize why I did this summit, because each of you are shattering the stereotypes. And once again, a lot of times we don't have a chance to see us doing these types of things and having these types of conversations. So I want to acknowledge each of you brothers for what you're doing. Uh, warms my heart to, to chat with brothers that are, are not only tech savvy, but just smart, intelligent thinking men. And that, that inspires me. And that's, that's why I do what I do. So thank each of you for who you are in the world and, and what you're contributing to it. A couple of you have made comments about your kids and your wife. And, and again, you, you, each of you are blowing up the stereotypes. And that's what we have to do. We have to expose us ourselves to each other. And so just to show you how powerful technology and information is, I found these brothers just 
Facebook and asking questions. Hey, who, who, who are the black people in tech? <laughs> so I'm glad that I was referred to you guys. And I definitely want to stay in contact because there's, there's, I've got several summits coming up next, <clears throat> next year. As a matter of fact, one summit is specifically around tech. The entire summit, 14 days of men talking about the different aspects of technology. So it's going to be a powerful, powerful process. And I want to stay in touch with you guys so we can, can, can collaborate on that because I get that you guys are just perfect for it. So again, I just want to thank you for joining us for this hour or so and sharing information. And once again, as you're viewing this, if you look below the video, you'll see access to the comments. Be sure and place your comments and questions below. There's also going to be a link for each of these men. If you want to contact them, just click on the link, go to their sites, uh, share their information, contact them, whatever you want. Know that they are there to support and empower you to live an extraordinary life. So again, thank you men for sharing an hour or so with us. I appreciate it. And again, continued success in everything you do. All right. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. All right. That's a wrap, man. Thank you guys.